Welcome back to Hypertread. It's the second episode. I'm your host, Anil. And I'm Abdurrahman. So before we begin, uh, I would like to thank everyone for the great feedback. Uh, it really helps a lot. We've learned a lot about podcasting and um, your input was very valuable to this series. Uh, and I hope we can continue improving uh, in the coming episodes. Yeah, I think the number one feedback was we should relax more. So yeah, I'm all relax more. Yeah, I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed I'm too, yeah. <laughs> I'm smoking a blunt. I'm not smoking right anything, but I'm relaxed. <laughs> I think I'm relaxed. Nice. So, um, earlier today we were talking about um, business ideas, actually. Uh, app ideas, product ideas. And we stumbled upon um, a clip from Jordan Peterson. So, uh, we were going to roll it right now because I think it's really valuable. And we're going to you know, comment about uh, what he has to say. So people won't buy anything that they don't have a, a crying need for because they have priorities, hey? Just imagine everybody has 10 priorities and ten, number 10 is important, but no one ever does it. And number eight is important, but no one ever does it. And so you have to go talk to someone to buy what you have and that has to be priority one or two for them because they'll say, oh, that's good. We really need it, but it's priority eight. It's like, forget it. They'll never buy your thing because they never get to priority eight on their list of 10 priorities. They only get down to like priority four. So it's very, and then the other thing that'll happen too is if you go out and try to sell your product, you won't know who to talk to and you'll end up spending 95% of your time, this is especially true in companies, with the people who will talk to you, right, obviously. But those aren't the people who ever make any decisions. So they'll tell you all sorts of good things about your product and how interested they are, but they'll never buy it because they can't make, make decisions. And you won't be able to get to the people who make decisions because other people who know how to do that have already got there. And that's not you. So right off the bat, I want to ask, does, is there anything that this man doesn't know? Yeah, I'm surprised also. Like uh, his depth, his depth of knowledge in all different kind of areas. For example, he's everywhere, man. For example, entrepreneurship. Who would guess that he knows so many things about entrepreneurship? Yeah, apparently he runs a lot of businesses. I, I found out about that later on. Uh, he has a couple of online websites he's running. He has some uh, programs he's selling. Like you can do your personality test. I actually took one of his uh, personality test programs. To be honest, I didn't find it that useful. Um, I kind of know who I am, basically, so I'm not sure uh, what's the point. But the idea is that you should, after after the feedback you get from the site, you should be able to adjust your behavior a bit so you know which areas you should focus on. Um, for me, I already knew them, so I was um, I kind of knew what I should work on. So I didn't I didn't find it that useful. That package is paid, right? It's like 30 bucks or something. I'm not sure how much was it. Uh, it was maybe two years ago. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's 29.99. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was the same price as, as it was a long time ago. I took it like two years ago, I think. Oh, okay. So um, what do you say? Uh, I, I mean, he's got a lot of good points. Um, obviously, if you want to start your own business or sell something, um, you gotta know what your client wants or your audience or whoever um, to to whomever you're selling your product to. Uh, and number f the top priorities are what what counts. 
So he's got a good point there. Actually, what struck me listening to that clip was a lot of people talk about problems. Oh, you got to solve a problem, then you have a startup and that's it. Like no one goes a layer deep, one layer deeper. And if you think about it a bit deeper, you, you shouldn't solve just a problem. You should actually try to figure out what's um, what's crucial for some people, like what's their number one problem and try to tackle that. It will be much easier for you and for everyone if you solved a real problem. Don't just focus on any problem. Go for a top priority for, for, uh, for some people. And the thing is, you can always find a business and you can just ask them like what's your number one hassle like what, what what's something you're doing manually that you want to automate and then focus on that it's much better than just thinking like what's any problem i can solve like what's what's something that i know it's painful and let me try to solve that it's much better to think in terms of priorities yes but then in another clip he says having a great idea and being creative isn't even the the you know the whole thing it's like how much percent? Five? Yeah, I mean, what's what also what's interesting is that you know someone is talking, um, some someone is talking from experience when when you hear things are not that easy. So every time someone is saying like things are not that easy, I, I really tend to believe him because in reality nothing is easy, and that's 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 also interesting from his point of view that. Even if, if even if you're talented, even if you have talent, even if you created a product, that's like just five percent. Like, what about marketing? What about sales? Like, how do you talk? To yes, people? obviously, you need marketing, you need sales, you need, you know, all all the other stuff. I mean, I guess I guess it happens ever so often that you know there's a brilliant idea and it it takes off. They make millions. It's a hit, but um, that's that's really rare these days fixing or working on uh, uh, a really big issue for someone there's a probability that someone already did that so you have to really uh, dig a bit deeper and from from what I've seen the biggest companies the biggest startups they're doing something they're they're working on something that no one knew is is, is really important like no one knew social media would be that important to people so, or they create a, a thing that, you know, even you didn't know you need and then make it uh, so you need it. Yeah. So like, yeah, like, for example, you know, Facebook, <laughs> for example, for example, cars. I read one quote the, the other day and it's basically from Henry Ford. I think it's from him. And he said, like, don't listen to customers, because if you. If you ask the customer what 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 do they want, they would tell you we need a faster horse. But in reality, they needed cars. So I think Facebook went the same route. Like they didn't uh, ask people do you need do you need a social network. But in reality, people do. People want to brag about their life. I mean, that's what social media is about today. No one in the beginning it was really like um, oh you connect with your family, connect with your friends. But in reality, people would just use social media to brag about their lives. And in the end, that, that's exactly what it is. And make everyone else feel bad about theirs. It's like a reality show, but um, digital and you're participating in it instead of watching someone exactly. on TV. So I want to uh, talk about a, 
a bit about um, the creative part that Jordan Peterson mentioned in one of his um, essays. He says that um, being creative uh, isn't necessarily tied to being successful because creative people usually don't have the other skills required to, for example, uh, put out a product of their own. So I can see the struggles if if you're, uh, you know, indie game developer or, you know, an artist, a digital artist. I can see the, see the struggle of you trying to sell your stuff because obviously you know nothing about uh, marketing, sales, you know, you know, you know how to make nice things. But I think that that was a good point of his. I was also really dumbfounded when I read that. It's it's interesting the way he approaches things from a psychological perspective. And he would argue that that's because of psychology. Like someone who is really creative, he thinks in lateral. Like he thinks laterally. He can connect different ideas together. And yes, with his left left brain. Yeah, people who are orderly and who like to manage, they behave totally differently. They have different. Uh, they have. They don't like creativity that much. They like processes. They like things to be a routine. And when you think about it, that's what a company is like. You need someone to create, uh, to create processes for your company. Someone to manage people, to talk with them, to organize things, and usually. Uh, creative people they don't like that they they, they it, it, it's yeah. boring to them that's that's uh, why you have startups i guess companies teams and i think the same thing uh, i read from paul graham the guy who's running y combinator he said uh, it's it, it, it's interesting if you look at the startups it's rarely one founder you usually have a couple of founders together that's because they balance each other out. Someone is really good at math. Someone is really good at yeah. management. Same with Facebook. Facebook started out as uh, Zuckerberg and a guy who was really good businessman. So Zuckerberg was technical guy. And then there was this guy who, who would know how to pitch a product to investors, who knew how to get a loan from a bank. And actually, it's that guy who made Facebook possible less so than Zuckerberg because Zuckerberg uh, the idea was not unique it was not his he he did some coding but in reality that the, the business guy did most of the work in the initial Facebook like he he took he uh, raised money and made sure they, they they can pay people to do stuff so people say at some point he ripped him off so the guy left the company, but in reality, like it, yeah, it was the mix that. that was magical. But psychology and business, I mean, that really intrigues me, that combination. No one thinks in terms of psychology when they think of business. They think so they think business is uh, just the way people are, like some people are entrepreneurs, some are not. But if you think in terms of psychology, it means everyone can be an entrepreneur. You just have to think a bit differently, create a habit of thinking of solving problems and in the end you can transform yourself transform your identity and become a totally different person so psychology is not fixed i mean that's what everyone is talking about you have some yeah. built-in talents but of course you have, you can work on yourself when we, when we are talking about businesses and startups uh, 
there is some big issues going on with the iOS 14. So we touched upon that in the first episode, but since then I've read a lot of reports regarding uh, this new feature that iOS 14 will notify you when there is someone spoofing on your clipboard, right? Oh yeah, the clipboard gate, or how do you call it? Yeah, I don't know how they call it, but it, it, it it's funny. Like every, I mean, it, it looks like every major iPhone app from LinkedIn to Reddit is spying on your clipboard. Yes, I mean, everything, uh, for those of you who don't know about that one, everything that you copy on your phone uh, goes to a place called Clipboard. And apparently some of the major apps, um, social apps, like, I don't know which ones, I know it was WhatsApp, uh, maybe Hangouts, Facebook even, they all got access to that clipboard. I mean, and what what's funny about that is they, you know, try to, they try to, you know, say, oh, it, it was not intentional, but, you know, if five apps are doing it, how can it not be intentional? Yeah, I mean, LinkedIn was saying, ah, it's, it's a bug, we didn't intend to do that. Reddit is saying the same thing. You, you can see that everyone is trying to come up with an excuse. The problem is everyone came up with the same excuse. So you can see, it, it's really obvious. It's, it's, everyone is guilty. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, you all know what you, what you were doing. But I'm not sure why, why, why is it so important to spy on the clipboard? Like, yeah, user will copy and paste some data, but you don't care unless user really copies into something into your app. You don't have to spy on the clipboard. Like there is no reason. Well, what what I was thinking right after bed is perhaps if you're copying um, content that isn't appropriate, uh, maybe they want to filter out something before it gets out there. I don't know. Yeah, they they can do that also in the app, like before you post or something. So I, I, I'm, it, it's really weird. That's why apps are apologizing and uh, people are, um, engineers are working on a fix. Let's say it's a fix. Yeah, because it, it's weird. Like, why are you spying on a clipboard? You don't, you don't need that. And yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, a similar thing happened a while ago with um, Facebook using camera in the background at all times. Did that happen? Do you remember that? No, actually, I don't yeah. know that. And uh, someone actually caught it by accident because he was running the app and the camera in the background. So whenever he moved the app, so, uh, I don't even know, I, I don't remember how it happened. So he someone managed to move the app and he saw the camera in the background, what? which was really, you know, creepy, creepy at that time. Yeah, I mean, what I what I realized what I realized the other day is that the privacy is actually the new gold standard for company quality. Like it used to be money, you were you're 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 not sure if a company is legit or not, and the way to judge that is will they rip rip you off or not? Will they charge you more than they yeah. need to? But today it's actually about privacy. Like will a company rip 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 off your data? Will it, will they sell it to some some buyer or some auction and whoever pays the most will get your data like Facebook is doing for example and well they all have the money now I mean how much more do you want Apple is a trillion dollar company obviously they are gonna you know 
care about something else right now. And I think Apple is doing a good job um, with privacy because I don't know how familiar you are with, with their privacy protocols and uh, features, but for example, they offer Apple a sign-in. And a, basically for every sign-in you do on your device, they create a brand new email, which is really mind-blowing. I mean, they had that in the statistics for the last year. I mean, some 25 billion emails, emails were created since they um, introduced that feature, which is, you know, mind-blowing. Yeah, everyone should be serious about privacy. And I think more and more companies are are heading deep into privacy waters and they'll provide... <laughs> yeah, looking at you, Facebook. Except Facebook. So that's what I'm thinking. Like if Facebook is... Uh, if, they're, if they're really that reckless with privacy, at some point, people will start using Facebook at all. They will stop using Facebook completely. Yes, they literally behave like okay you caught us we won't do it again but then they repeat it over and over again because obviously they are thinking who cares you're gonna use facebook anyways let's continue doing it and now they face um, backlash because a lot of companies are actually pulling away from facebook advertising uh, coca-cola being one of the big ones yeah they had some issue with trump posts they didn't want to delete and then they said, like, it's a freedom of speech and people are saying, OK, it's a freedom of speech, but also uh, those that content is not appropriate, etc. And yeah, a lot of people, a lot of companies are pulling out of Facebook ads. And but the sad thing is Facebook already branched out into different platforms. So, for example, they realized, OK, Facebook is not going to last for long. So they bought Instagram. So now they are on the mobile phones. Mm, yeah, Instagram is one one of the bigger apps. And personally, I don't use Facebook anymore. I just use Instagram because it's much simpler and it it does the same thing. I can brag about my life with pictures instead of <laughs> writing some text. Yes. yes. So it, it kind of makes Facebook pointless. So they, I guess they realized that. So at some point they thought, oh, let's buy Instagram. So we are sure we can at least prolong our uh, pending doom. And then they branched out into Facebook gaming because they realized, okay, uh, yeah. Facebook is dying, but we, can, we we should use the current Facebook user base while we still have a user base to branch out in different things. So as, exactly. I, the sad thing is they, they're, they're branching out uh, in time and even though they don't take care of the privacy, they will still live at least for a couple of more years. Yeah, but they merged with Microsoft in terms of gaming as far as I could catch up um, because Microsoft shut, shut down Mixer. So they merged with Facebook um, and, you know, that's going to prolong their reign as the number one, you know, user base they, how does that, in the world. How does that fit in with the Jordan Peterson's ideas? Did Mixer really solve a burning issue or they try to squeeze themselves in uh, somewhere where people actually don't care. For example, do, do, we re do we really need a new Twitch? I think what they tried to do with Mixer is that they uh, tried to artificially grow it uh, with, with pumping money into it um, because Twitch was the number one player at that time and the market was still fresh. Um, you know, there was one, maybe two big streaming platforms that you can rely on, but... 
nothing else. But the thing is, I don't think even if it sounds that that uh, like that, the streaming industry isn't that saturated at the moment. Um, Twitch and Facebook is, you know, more than enough what uh, of, of what the actual market needs right now. So Mixer was a failed attempt. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they had a deal with uh, Facebook that, you know, made them realize, okay, we can make more money like this. I saw some graphs, basically, someone was pointing out that Mixer didn't grow at all during the corona. And that was clear for Microsoft. Like, if if it didn't grow during corona times, then what else do you need to, to force people to use Mixer? So then they realized they're, they're not... They don't have the right growth percentage and then they just merged with Facebook Gaming because it was a better move. And when we're talking about customers and uh, user base, I think there is a, a nice idea from Jordan Peterson that, that that also touches upon this. And it's basically the first client is the toughest one. So you, you, oh, yeah. you have to convince your customers to actually use your site and... And that's exactly what Microsoft uh, did. I mean, they they paid Ninja who knows how much money to stream on Mixer so they can get their first customer. And then they paid a couple 10 of million, other... 10 million, I think. 10 million, was it? Something like that. Yeah, some, something outrageous, like 10 million. It's crazy. And then they paid a bunch of more popular streamers to, to stream on Mixer exclusively. So they, they were off Twitch. And yeah, they, they tried to forcefully uh, force feed force feed people into using Mixer, which in the end, yeah, exactly. I guess they didn't have enough features. They were the the site was not even close to what Twitch is, so they didn't offer anything new, anything different than Twitch. Why would I go to Mixer except for watch Ninja? You know. Yeah, and I didn't even like Ninja that much, so. For me, it was really like I'd have no point using Mixer. Yeah, me too. So, do you think that they will succeed with Facebook? But Facebook Gaming did grow. They they did grow a lot. Like they they grew two hundred percent during coronavirus. Thing. Yeah, Facebook Gaming is doing great. Actually, yeah. And I think it's because of the Facebook user base. They already have a lot of users, which are already spending a lot of pointless hours on Facebook and. If you have a really nice and easy interface to switch over to Facebook Gaming, then why not? People would ah, let's see what 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 what's streaming like, what's what what's hot, what's popular. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone use Facebook in the old traditional way. Every time I log in, I only see news, uh, new shared news articles, you know, drama like that. But nobody actually posts anything anymore, uh, which is kind of sad. It's not just me, it's everyone who stopped, stopped using Facebook, I guess. Yeah, but it's still around, I guess. Everyone has it, you know. You Every time you change your phone, you install the app anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and it, when we're on the topic of, of Facebook and gaming and Twitch and Mixer, I think it's a similar situation with Google+. They try to squeeze themselves in as a new social platform but in reality they didn't offer anything new they were really uh, really simple 
and Facebook was so advanced so far ahead that Google Plus was like a toy project that someone created like over a weekend and then in the end yeah but that's the thing uh people do that a lot companies do that a lot i mean if you are going to do anything um majorly close to the big players at least do it as good as them because why would i ever switch to google plus nobody's there uh facebook already has has all the users all my friends are there um if i tell my all my friends you know yo let's switch to google plus and they ask me why i actually wouldn't be able to you know tell them why but i have a argument right now if they made google plus right now i will switch and here's why why um i use google every day uh, in every part of my life be it you know sharing images google drive sharing files on my you know at work i use gmail i use all google services google docs uh, I'm so integra- integrated with Google that, you know, a social network would really make sense right now. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with Facebook for sure, so maybe Google Plus would be a better choice. Just so I can have something uh, different than, than Facebook. But the problem is, the, all my contacts are on Facebook and the one thing I use Facebook for now is to reach people who I don't have phone, phone numbers of. So I can't I can't message them on Viber or WhatsApp, so I have to use yeah. Messenger. So that's like the last uh, piece of functionality I use from Facebook. I don't use the rest. And for Google Plus to really win me over, they have they have to have a really good user base. So like most of my contacts are there, then I can message them. But I think this messaging thing is uh, the, the 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 battle is over. Like it's it's Viber or WhatsApp. And that's it. Yeah, messaging is really powerful though, because I would hear people actually saying that they use iPhone only for iMessage. And that's the only reason they use it over Android, which is insane. Yeah, from what I've read, uh, Google is trying to come up with a new messaging app that should rival iMessage. But in re- I don't know about that one. <laughs> but in re- I mean, yeah. they had like, how many messaging messaging apps right now? They had they had what Google Duo. Oh yeah, l- l- at least three or four failed attempts at, at messaging. Exactly. So, what's the deal? Why now? What's 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 going to be different right now? I don't know. I wish I wish they they do it. Um, maybe people would actually switch to Android more, but I don't know. It, it looks like iMessage works over. Uh, mobile data plus the old sms so it's seamless somehow uh, apple implemented this new standard where they uh, where, where iMessage would use whatever service is available so if, if you don't have any mobile data service you can you would actually use the normal sms and then they, yeah but they would that's st- the thing with iMessage it doesn't have to it doesn't use internet at all it works over standard um, GSM, so I guess that's one of the big, big parts why it's so popular. But uh, but I think it's also using some kind of internet. If you're on Wi-Fi, then it, it will broadcast that uh, as a network app. Uh, it will broadcast that as a 
it will broadcast your messages over a network. Then if you don't have a network, it will send an SMS. That's nice. what I understood. And Google is trying to do the same thing. They they have they they are proposing a new standard for uh, for, for new standard for messaging, where telecoms should adapt a bit to that standard. So then Android can have the same thing. Uh, but we'll see. Like uh, it looks like far fetched from what yeah, where we are now. Exactly. So, um, what do you think about Flash dying in in December? Is Flash really dying? Yeah, they announced it's finally dying um, by the end of the year. I mean, it's been how many years? Twenty twenty four. Yeah, I mean Flash. I think it's it was in 90s the first flash version was in 90s 96 yeah it's there's a fun fact uh it's two years older than google so yeah it's 96 google is old man it's very old yeah but but it's one of the companies who you know um stood true to their roots from the very beginning they started off with as an engine as a search engine they're they're a search engine right now and then some yeah google is really crazy they have a lot of uh but i think one of problems with google is that they have too many projects working at this too many projects that are happening at the same time and then they have trouble focusing on on, on few where apple does one thing and they do it really well they wait and then they realize like okay this is the thing we should move in and then they they really do do it yeah but I was curious, like, why did Flash die? So um, I did some Google searches and what came up was that Flash was a really great technology and it solved a lot of problems that HTML had, like uh, animations and video. HTML was really bad at that time. So Flash was this, like, um, this was saving, Flash was this new technology that everyone was talking about. And... The problem was that over time HTML was much better, and then everyone, uh, then every browser implemented video, etc. So there was HTML5, which solved a lot of HTML problems, and then Flash kind of was pointless. Why would you install something when you can just run videos in HTML5 out of the box? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Flash started off with uh, YouTube, right? YouTube had Flash support, oh, yeah. I think, the five or version. six years yeah. into the project. Yeah, The first version was, was using Flash because Flash was the facto standard at that point. And yeah, exactly. After a while, they ditched it. And I was surprised that Flash uh, got canceled only recently. Like they, they, they were running all the... I mean, there were sites running Flash apps even like in 2020. Yeah, I think they announced it a few years ago that uh, they are going to stop. Um, they're going to stop development on it uh, because obviously resource reasons and more importantly um, security reasons. I think it got too old. Um, it, it, it got, it's it's a big burden. You know, nobody uses it. I guess. There's some niche sites like mini games. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. Mini games was you know fun. I think it still works. I don't know, um, but haven't used it a long got, time. 
like over 20,000 flash games which, which is really great yeah back in the day that was the thing if you want to play quick nice um, uh, good looking games in a browser or flash and fla- those flash gaming sites were, were the thing I used to play a lot of them I even remember yeah. uh, playing a lot of tower defense in, uh, in flash like a lot of yeah. lot, lot of tower defense games back then I would go for those, you know, car games, r- racing games. It was really nice. Oh yeah, a lo- lo- lot of them as well. Maybe I can find something like fun to play just to celebrate, I guess. Uh, yeah, celebrate F- Flesh's life. Flesh's life and say a couple of good words about him and let him then rest in peace, I guess. Yeah, I remember, you know, every time you install Windows, uh, format your your PC, uh, get a new browser you have to install shockwave player because you can't watch any youtube videos because you don't have flash, flash. <laughs> yeah t- times have changed and i guess that's that's a bigger point here startups that uh, work that focus on things that can be easily startups that implement things that could be done by a bigger technology or some something that is more popular would eventually die out like flash because html was uh, a bigger technology and something that was a backbone of the internet and when html got support for video etc and the browsers implemented that there was no point in flash and i see that all the time like startups would, would focus on an area where these big companies they don't have a good product and then eventually they would they would be replaced eventually they will die out because a big player came in and did did everything that they implemented even better so for example yeah apple is going is going after fitness apps with ios 14 they will have their own fitness app and a lot of apple fitness apps from the store um are suddenly obsolete you know when apple is doing something it's awesome like there is no way their fitness app would be mediocre it would be the best of the best for sure and yeah, that's one of the points that Craig Ferrigi actually mentioned in WWDC or one of his post interviews um, is that they don't even have a calculator or weather app on iPads. And when someone asked them why, they said, you know, we haven't got around to make a good app that would, you know, wow. be better than any app on the store. So we didn't make it at all. Wow, that's... And, and that's a great man- mindset to have. That's what I'm saying. If they're going into fitness, you, 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 can, you know they will make the best fitness app out there. Exactly. And, and they're Apple. They have the best engineers around. Yep. Um, to um, build upon your point of uh, actual companies dying because something has, has been done better. I've seen it in Slack, actually. Uh, people have been building plugins for Slack and have been building companies around plugins for slack and you know slack comes and says you know your plugin is nice and all you know you have 20 people working on it that's that's cute but that feature that you have that you were selling we now have out of the box so (laughs) see ya see ya and and there is no point installing the plugin when i can already have that yeah that, exactly. that's sad I mean even and the saddest thing about that is some companies would raise like millions of dollars in, in investor money and they would be replaced 
overnight when Apple releases uh, an app which does actually the same thing and comes bundled in with like iOS 14 or something. Yeah. And while I was looking at this thing with iOS 14 and their fitness app, there was discussion on Hacker News and someone said something really interesting. It's a, it's a crazy little thought, uh, crazy little idea. App stores are just basically a proving ground for these big tech companies. Mm. And when you see something is really, really popular like fitness, no one knew fitness apps would be this popular. And then the app stores would tell you like, okay, what's the most popular thing right now? And it's fitness apps. And then Apple said, okay, if it's fitness apps, then we're doing a fitness app. So uh, same with- Oh, wow, that's that's really intelligent. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not, they didn't do that by design, but after a while they realized if something is really doing well on app, app store, why are we so wait, not doing it? What you're saying is that they've been using their app stores, so Android and iOS respectively, they have been using their app stores to check what what is really in demand in their store so they can make those apps out of the box. I mean, it, it, is, it was not uh, completely, uh, it was not completely obvious when they implemented app stores or Google Play, but after a while, I'm pretty sure they're looking at app stores and thinking, okay, what's really popular? What should we do next? And Google is doing the same thing. They would, I mean, they, they, they bought uh, Fitbit, right? Yes. So they realize fitness is really strong industry. And why don't we just buy a company that's doing really well in fitness world and create a Android-based version of the of, of their fitness watches. That's that's because Google struggled uh, to to build a, a really nice uh, smartwatch and a sports tracker on Android. Because Google doesn't do hardware well, they, they usually uh, do it in a collaboration with the company, which is not that great. I know that they, they have a lot of lawsuits between LG and Google, LG and other companies that were they were making the Google Nexus phones because they, a lot of them had uh, serious issues and in the end they went to court with with one of the manufacturers of Pixel phones I think it was LG but you contrast that with Apple Apple is they 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 know hardware they know software so when they released their Apple Watch it was Nothing, no, nothing was even close to it. Yeah, but that's the power that uh, big companies have. You know, if they need something small uh, be done, they just make uh, smaller companies do it for them. Or, you know, they buy a company that's, you know, responsible for some. For example, Apple. Uh, they recently bought Dark, Dark Sky, was it? That's a great weather app, one of the most popular ones that had an app on Android and on iOS as well. So they bought Dark Sky and now they suddenly have the best local weather um, app that, that anyone needs, I have which to is try. amazing. And yeah, and, and the sad part about it is they, they, are, they stopped working on the Android version, which is really a shame, but you know, it is what it is. No way. Yep, <laughs> that, that that's really sad, and and same with other startups that big companies buy, they usually shut them down and 
provide something, provide the same service under their own brand, which is which which usually is more expensive. That's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's where Google, for example, is the white knight on the white horse, because as far as I'm concerned, I've never seen a case where they just outright buy a company fire everyone you know get their product integrate into into their um you know services no they buy a company they they let um, the company have their uh, ip and you know they just make it for free for example um there was this um alarm clock app called timely Uh, i don't know if you know about it basically um there was a free and there was a um, pro version, the pro version cost like three, three, four um, dollars, and the, they bought the company because it was really a nice app. And they, you know, stripped away the pro version. They integrated all the features in the free version, and you know, everyone's happy. Imagine that, like you, one day you're working on an app, and the next day you're working at Google because Google bought your company and you're all of a sudden in a best company all i mean arguably the best software company in the world yeah but i don't think they actually started working for google it's just that they are owned by google maybe they're just operated by google but they don't actually work at google but i think all of those engineers are actually now employees of google yeah probably so they can enjoy all the benefits of working for google and then they probably would reallocate to some to some place um, I want to talk to you about uh, a hot topic that's that's been a, a point of discussion for everyone, uh, be it in Africa, be it in India, and that's 5G. Um, so what's your best conspiracy theory about 5G, you know? Wow, so many, so many of them are really good. And I think... I I I I actually I didn't read a lot about 5G and conspiracy theories but I know from other people talking about it, it it's really funny like there is uh people saying that it causes it causes so many problems health health wise like cancers and tumors etc but in reality you don't have any proof for any of it so it it's kind of crazy to see and then yeah, actually the biggest conspiracy theory right now I think is the one with Bill Gates wanting to chip everyone and you know control everyone with 5g etc etc but surely they have some proof like they they have at least something to base that theory on of course nobody would make those theories if they didn't have any proof why would they do that (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh, there is a picture of bill gates with a chip standing behind or in front of a 5g tower and that's that's all the proof they need yeah, I saw that one. Um, so from a, you know, science standpoint, um, there really isn't anything about 5G that's remotely close to being harmful for humans. And that's a fact. Uh, everyone can check that for themselves. Obviously, in the electromagnetic uh, spectrum, you have gamma rays, which are on the far left of the spectrum. They are really harmful. For, um, they cause cancer. But 5G is actually on the opposite side of that spectrum. Um, It's basically like uh, watching a light bulb. Um, It's the same kind of radiation. Uh, I mean, if anyone got killed by by a light bulb, so I don't know, 
they probably will get killed by 5G as well. Yeah, light bulbs are really old technology. Yeah, the most harm 5G can do to anyone is if you use like those military big big power um, high power um, antennas and they can you know make it so that it's a bit warm warm around you so that's all 5g can do it but um, the ones we use today is really so low power that um, it, it really makes no difference so what do you think made people um, come up with those theories I mean we had 4G before, nobody was complaining, or were they? Uh, I didn't catch that. I don't think so, I don't think they are complaining, but I think there is some kind of a document, a secret document that is proving that 5G is somewhat, somewhat uh, harmful, and someone got, someone found out, found about that, and someone probably took that document and released it in public, and who knows, maybe it's fake, maybe it's not fake. But I guess there is some kind of uh, a ground they're, based, they're basing their theories upon. And I, 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 was, I was Googling one night the flat earth. Oh, the Jesus. flat earth theory. <laughs> because I was interested, interested in seeing like what proof do, do you actually need to have to claim everyone is wrong, I'm right, Google, uh, Google earth is flat. And um, I couldn't yeah. actually find any videos on YouTube because YouTube is hiding uh, flat earth videos in the search results. So if, if, if anyone is interested, they can try to search something like flat earth theory on Google and you don't, you can't actually find anything. All you can find... Oh my God, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, I guess they do it on purpose so that so they, they, they stop that those kind of uh, theories from propagating even more. What are they hiding? <laughs> yeah, probably the Google is on, is onto something. And I mean, I, I'm glad they did that. Actually, I didn't know. I didn't even know they did that. Um, I'm really glad they do because it really needs to stop. I mean, the science is there. Um, there's so much proof. Just you know, go get it for yourself. Um, I'm really glad they're they're. Um, disabling you know search results for flatter because it really shouldn't be there because it's wrong we all know it's wrong we know we all know the, the earth is round um, I mean there's no point at this point it's just disinformation it's just doing more harm than it is doing uh, good uh, but I was so, I was kind of curious to see like what proofs do they have and basically don't have any proofs so sometimes Sometimes these conspiracy theories don't, don't actually have anything to base their theories upon. It's just nice way to play around, I guess, to see how many people would actually believe you. And I, I guess that's one possible reason why people do these conspiracy, conspiracy theories. It's just like a psychological experiment, I guess. There's one guy on YouTube called Simon Dan. And I've been following him for like two years. And what he does is pick up flat earth theories and completely dismantles them with facts with you know he, he obviously doesn't make anything up he takes someone's video and completely smashes him to the ground to the point where it's you know getting really awkward for the guy i mean why would you ever 
I mean, I don't know what it is. There's so many people doing that. They, they devote their lives to trying to prove that the Earth is flat or that the space doesn't exist, that the moon is, is you know, uh, uh, some kind of paper um, clip or something. I don't know what's up with people. I think there is an interesting idea here that I, I, I uh, that that is related to this, and I was watching some uh, videos on YouTube regarding the Black Lives Matters movement, etc. What's happening in the US right now? It's really like crazy, and yeah, um, and so I was trying to get perspective on the problem, and I was looking through the YouTube to see like what what are the interesting theories about it, and. There is this YouTube video from Denzel from Denzel Washington, and he is actually saying that the new the new age we have a problem with too much information in this modern age. Yeah, it it used to be uh, the problem was like lack of money, lack of running water, etc. But now in developing countries, you don't have problem with money or or basic necessities. You have problem with too much information, and you have problem with yeah. algorithms algorithms that are feeding you what you already know what you believe in instead of trying to instead of you have to, instead of you figuring out what's out oh there, yeah like, i've what, heard about that exists. one i've actually read a few articles about that one it's um uh, article it's algorithms that are based on your um basic biased behavior on the internet so for example if you if you believe the earth is flat and you google that and you you know um search the web for that participate in some kind of you know groups where they you know think the earth is flat uh, google will or not google the ai will feed you those informations more and more you would think that internet would make us all smarter more informed but in reality this this push for ads and um, infinite scrolling feeds that are tailored to your own specific needs it's really getting like to new heights to some extremes where people yeah. actually don't know anything about the other point of view they're just thinking from their own perspective and when they google something go even google will feed them what they already know instead of just letting the normal searches search result uh, tell them like what's out there and it's, it's a really powerful idea from Denzel, I think, that it's worth mentioning here that you have to be careful with information in the modern age. Everything, there is theory, there are theories on the internet claiming that um, this is a simulation, etc. I mean, it, it's interesting, Elon Musk believes it, but I mean, there are so many different theories. You have to really think about what you're reading and should you be investing your time in actually uh, reading all these uh, theories and... So I think uh, that's that's the biggest problem with the modern uh, in the, in the modern era. It's it's too much information. So I think it's it's a really hot bed for these conspiracy conspiracy theories. Yeah, but um, we we are now in danger of actually turning away from each other because of because of you know these kind of algorithms we have. Because uh, imagine someone is interested in, in a topic and those algorithms keep serving them the, this topic and you know he literally gets steered into thinking one way whereas the other person who's interested in an 
other thing and thinks another way he's being steered into thinking into that way um, so basically if you have one idea one basic idea one initial idea at the beginning that's what you will be uh, ending up with um, for the rest of your life if you are using those technologies maybe elon musk was right like maybe ai is really really dangerous and we are not really sure we actually we don't understand the, the how much it will influence the, the humanity as a whole and I, and i think you can see it now in these ai algorithms that are force feeding you the stuff you believe in instead of what's really out there yeah maybe he had a point with ai everyone is was kind of laughing at him because uh, they thought that he doesn't know much about AI, but turns out that that guy was one step ahead of us. I was also laughing. I was thinking like AI is, is a joke. Like no one is like what AI can do right now is just like automate some boring stuff that people used to do before. But if you think about the impact on the society that AI is having right now, it's huge. Like these uh, algorithms that are... Uh, like filtering out the news just for you is 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 taking a toll on a society like like US and in Europe and i think we should really think about where ai should be allowed to enter in like sh- we we should really limit the 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 fields where ai should be applied to uh, in a legal terms so you you actually can find companies for using ai for a wrong um, for for a wrong uh, so you can like actually find companies for using AI in in uh, unmoral or unethical uh, yeah features so do you think he's doing that with the Neuralink uh, I'm not sure uh, is it a really AI thing Neuralink it has to be right I mean there has to be one layer of layer of machine learning at least because how do you even program all that you know how many 12000 uh, satellites planned yeah maybe you're right maybe there is some kind of ai involved with that project um, what i was uh, what i was sad about is when we're talking about starlink is that it's actually not designed to work in big cities so it's it's not gonna transform like a major city currently it's it will not transform a major city uh, it's it's designed to work with rural areas where you don't have any internet connection like seas and mountains etc so i'm kind of sad i was hoping it would be uh it will overtake the whole the whole world and we will have like one big player that is competing with every possible uh, network provider out there. Well, in big cities, you already have internet solved, basically. It's just that those areas, those remote areas that don't have any internet access, um, perhaps they need um, connecting with other areas. For example, you know, you want to go hiking and you're anxious about losing your internet connection so now you have 5g on mount everest suddenly and you can stream live stream it <laughs> yeah i'm not sure about 5g but you you should be able to connect to some some of his satellites and yeah i mean he was saying that uh by the nature of satellites and he doesn't have 
I mean, he, he will have a lot of them, but it's not much when you compare it to uh, the circum circumference of the earth. So he's saying like it will be too much to uh, it will be too slow if you if you're using it in a city because there are too many people in a in a uh, closed in, in a in a small area. So it's it's really it's it's good if you have like a, a rural area so there are not too many people at the same time connecting to the Starlink. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 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 by. By design, it's it's not this. It, it will not compete. Uh, it will not be available in major cities. I think they launched version 1.0, and it's already available in some areas. You can. You can yeah, probably in America, I would guess, or Canada. I, I'm not sure. I, I saw there is a graph someone made where they would link all those like 400 satellites orbiting the Earth and where they touch, what area they cover, and mostly from what I've seen, it's seas. So if you're uh, at sea somewhere, you should probably have a connection to these new to these satellites that are deployed. So um, we've reached the end of this one. Uh, that's all we have for today. Keep letting us post it um, for uh, any advice you have on how we can make this podcast better. Um, thanks for listening. And um, I've been Amel. And I'm Abdurrahman. And we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. See you. Bye.